Have you ever wondered what it's like to witness a murder? Forrest grabbed the knife and then just stabbed Johnny in one motion. Or how it feels to be shot. I was immediately hit by a barrage of bullets. Or how you would react if your spouse hired someone to kill you. And he was to put me in a grave with a bullet wound on my head. These are the stories you'll hear on the podcast called What Was That Like? True stories told by the actual person who went through it. You'll hear from a stalking victim. Came back upstairs and when I came back and turned the corner into my room, I saw him standing there. You'll hear from a man who was kidnapped and tortured. I would do anything, say anything, to simply get away. And you'll hear actual 911 calls. Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Take a deep breath. Oh my God! Real people in unreal situations. Search for What Was That Like on any podcast app or at whatwasthatlike.com. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. People don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding, and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about doom scrolling, sleeping too little, sleeping too much, undereating, and overeating. Okay, so the copy here says to talk about my experience with stress. Oh boy, <laughs> do you have an hour? Uh, where do I begin? <laughs> Work, bills, life, family. I could go podcast. on for a very, yeah, <laughs> podcast, a very long time. And I actually do though, in therapy, which is so helpful for me so I can manage, deal, and get through it. Stress shows up in all kinds of ways and in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less, and grind all the time. Here's your reminder to take care of yourself, do less, and maybe try some therapy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color. Listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com fruit. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash fruit. All right, guys, it's it's time for me to come clean. It's okay. it's time for me to tell the truth. Right. It's time for me to spill the beans. Okay. It's time to fess up. <laughs> it's time to keep it a buck. Keep it 100. Are you going to get to it? Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so sometimes after dark, I sneak away and play Best Fiends. Others may wonder about my mysterious disappearances. They say, who does she think she is? David Blaine? David Copperfield? I say none of the above. In fact, I'm having so much fun playing Best Fiends. Ever heard? of it? Why, yes, I have. <laughs> I love Best Fiends. I love collecting the little monsters when you play so I can level up my fiends. Also, I love going in for the super long matches to free up the board and beat levels. Ooh. I am happy to report that I am on level 440. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, friend, I see you flexing over there. <laughs> now, Best Fiends is a free-to-download mobile puzzle game with thousands of exciting new levels for new adventures and challenges every time you play. I am on level 304. Beth, tell them about the offline play. Yes, of course. <laughs> there <laughs> is offline play, so you don't even need Wi-Fi or the internet. Oh, good. So download your new favorite getaway, Best Fiends, for free today on the App Store or Google Play. You'll even get $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level 5. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Darkcast Network. Where the light shines brightest on our indie podcast. This podcast contains adult themes and language, and some of the things that we discuss may be disturbing to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
Welcome to Fruit Loops. Bienvenidos, bitches, and buiti binafi. Thank you so much for listening. Fruit Loops is a podcast about serial killers of color and the victims. Uh, however, we are on a little break. And in the meantime, we wanted to share a true crime goodie with you from one of our pod pals on the Darkcast Network. What's this episode about today, Beth? Well, this week we present a story from one of our fellow members of the Darkcast Network, Book of Lies, a podcast where two sisters discuss real life liars, frauds, fakes, and phonies who lie, lie, lie. <laughs> In this episode, hosts Sunny and Brandy tell the story of Mayor Smith, who conned everyone she met. Well, all right, here we go. Enjoy. No, I did not. I guess the ghosts come out in October for real, for real, huh? My house makes a lot of noise. Like, I was thinking somebody was living up in the attic somewhere, just like hop out when they needed something. Mm -hmm. That was um, an episode of My Favorite Murder about that. Like, a dude that was living in an attic, and they, like, shit was, like, disappearing in the house, and, like, Food was disappearing and the motherfucker was up in the attic for like a long ass time and I don't ended know up that, killing somebody that was living in the house. I think that was like, wasn't that John Dearborn or something like that from Dear Murder Street? Wasn't that the premise behind it? Like the dude was living in the walls. What the hell's Dear Murder Street? It was a podcast I used to listen to. Remember, I was like, Brandy, I really like this podcast. It's real. You're like, this is fake. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what oh, is yeah. a podcast? They were telling, yeah, they were telling fake stories like they were real. I, I was in. Y'all had me going. Mm. Um, they were like the first people to kind of like reach out in the podcast world. But anyway, Brandy, what's going on? You know you would get dress coded if you had those pants on at school. Oh, really? I had to go to school and take Kendall some pants and I was pissed. Because she had holes? Because she had ripped jeans. Oh, they don't allow ripped jeans anywhere? No. You can buy ripped jeans in the store. You're telling me uh-huh. you, can't, you can't wear the shit? That- it's fat. You have to wear tights under it or something under it so your flesh is not showing. So then yeah. that mean, does that mean they can't wear shorts? Exactly. Like, it's not, girl, rules and regulations. Um, like, it's not like, you know, your I read booty it. cheeks are out or I know. whatever. She showed, because like, when I went up there, I was mad because I was like, uh, what? And I was like, can you show me this dress code? Like, where is this at? And she shows it to me, like, in the, the student manual or whatever. And it was like, you know, if they're wearing ripped or torn jeans, just ripped or torn jeans, that the skin can't be showing. You have to put something, um, a barrier between the rip and your skin. But if I'm wearing short-ass booty-ass shorts, I can wear those. You shouldn't be able to wear booty shorts to school. I think there's a length, but yes. You know, because like, okay. I know what you're so saying. So you can't. I can't let my knees show through my 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 pants your or knees, like your knees are too sexy. What if it was my like yeah like or what if it was like a calf like I have a little rip right here. There was some hot calves. I just can't focus in school. It doesn't make any fucking sense. That's like saying that you can't wear ankle sh- pants <laughs> because they can see the ankle between the ankle and the socks or some fucking shit. Dress codes make no sense to me whatsoever. Stupid. But um, I oh. remember when they were like you can't wear colored rubber bands and I was like the fuck exactly. <laughs> No colored rubber bands. Idiots. Um, Brandy, talk to me. How was your week? What's happened? I watched the um, 
reunion part one part one of the reunion of the real house of real housewives of um beverly hills last night yay i guess though she you know erica is not paying for treatments right now or something because i was like she's got jowls like her 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 her, (laughs) i was like her old lady face is coming out (laughs) when you said that i was just like she's just getting old like you know she's 50 but i like the when you're uh-huh. when you're getting that stuff like hit all the time, your neckline and the this right. and the that. Like I was just like, she's got some stuff going on, and I was like, oh, I see. Like I can see, you know, maybe maybe this ordeal is taking a toll on her. I think it is on her. I think it is. You know, and she's maybe not like holding off on some treatments or you know whatever. Because and then I was like, oh my god, and I was looking, I was like, I was like, that is gray hair. That is not blonde hair. That is gray hair on. Here, like up in her bangs and on the side, the way they had her hair done, I was like, she didn't get her hair colored. Like that's or maybe they're hair. trying to make her look old, and maybe they want sympathy. They're like, let's make you look more human. Mm. I don't know. I'm just trying to think why you would go onto a reunion TV show and not be top notch. <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, oh, I mean, you know, she still looked good. I was just like, I noticed those things that I hadn't noticed before about her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have been watching, you know, all of the scary stuff. So I watched Friday the 13th last night, watched Halloween yesterday, watched Chucky. I'm just enjoying spooky season as it is. Um, I'm probably going to watch some children's horror movies. Well, they're not horror movies. <laughs> children's, you know, spooky movies like Nightmare Before about to say nightmare before elm street what, nightmare let's make that happen <laughs> nightmare, nightmare before, before elm street. oh yes she has a, like a rectangular face but it is it's like a um block like <laughs> like um stonehenge like you know give me gum gum num dum 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 num num what the hell from, is that from from night at the museum Didn't, no. when it's like that big stone thing yeah stonehenge and it's like give me gum. i mean that's stonehenge um like an easter island head yes an easter island head okay. but that's the way her face is shaped no i know it's rectangular like she has like a like a rectangular shaped head but it looks like they weren't working with her angles her, that's what the thing was they weren't giving her all her angles mm. uh whatever how was your week um, it was exhausting. I got my car serviced. What else did I do? I made dog biscuits. Oh, um, your car serviced when? On Tuesday. I had to get my oil changed. And then, like, they're like, oh, yeah, you should do this, 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 that, 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 and this with your car. And I was like, okay, I won't see you ever again. Bye. <laughs> like, yeah, don't tell me what just, to do. Just change my oil and my wiper blades. That's all I asked for. They're like, you need an engine flush. Yeah. And you need this No, I don't. No, I and don't. And we need to replace your catalytic converter. <laughs> they, they just want to get you into debt with them and open up a line of credit and have to pay them off. And, like, that's just the way the world goes around. I'm not here for it. Did you... Um, um, you went to the dealership or did you go to like I went to the soon? dealership I like to go to um because they sent me a coupon so you know of course that's how they got me in there mm-hmm. but then I was so mad because I was like um at the particular dealership that I go to they always have donuts and pastries mm-hmm. not a one and, and I was so and mad because I was like oh I'll just have a pastry mm-hmm. when I get there I where's my to, snacks I don't need to eat anything and then there oh, weren't you went any early in the morning or yeah it was like at nine o'clock mm-hmm. and I was hungry and there was no treats for me because I just waited there Cross and the listened to these women talk about country music. She was like, she's like, 
this country is too twangy. And it was that song um, with the, uh, it's like one that's playing something like chilies in the right night. Okay. And it, like, she was mm. just like, I just don't like this. And I was just like, okay, that's you, boo-boo. She's like, I just like the, I used to run a, a country club in Texas. I was like, ah, you're Texas country. A, Got it. A country club or a club that played country music? A club that played country music. Okay. Like a country club. The fuck are we talking a about? A sandwich. A country club. But I mean, other than that, it's just been like, I just feel really stressed out because it's the end of the first quarter, like today. And at the end of the quarter, I realize my child is like failing in certain classes where she's telling me she's doing the assignments and I have to just be on top of her all the time. Like mm-hmm. last night we were doing IXLs. And making sure she understood the shit. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing in school? Like, why aren't you doing your work? Go to study hall or whatever. I mean, like, four classes she's getting A's in, spot on. But two F's and four A's, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that's not... You're not not doing your work. Like, her math teacher called me and I talked to her about it. And I was very happy that she reached out. But then I'm like, okay, do the work. And then she's not doing the work. So then I have to be, like, a drill sergeant and, like, let's do these assignments. Let's go and sit there and get it done. And it's like, you're in seventh grade. After this, I'm done. Mm. Like, get your shit in order. Be happy. I care about what you do. Because there's parents that are just like, I don't give a fuck. See you when you see you. Good luck with your education. (laughs) But at 18, you're gone. I don't care where you go. You got to go, though. Because I just can't. This stresses me out. I feel like I'm in school. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? So that's what I've been dealing with this week. I've just been really stressed out this week. But I've been busy and... Working in Beauty's Biscuits, check it out. Offer code LIES, get 15% off. And I want to give a shout out to Frank at Geek Freaks Podcast for buying some dog biscuits. Thank you. No, Geek Freaks Podcast. But um, thanks, dude. I really appreciate it. I am Sunny Hepburn. And I'm Brandy Fleeks. And this is Book Book of of Lies. Lies Podcast. As bald bitches. Yes, it is. Thank you guys for being here with us. If this is your first episode, welcome. Thank you for being here with us. If it's not, thank you for coming back. Mm. Mm. Uh, you can visit our website, bookoflifepodcast.com, to listen to previous episodes or to subscribe on your podcast player. Subscribe. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, go ahead and subscribe and come on back and get notified when we come out with new episodes every week. You can connect with us on social media if you want to do that on Twitter at Book of Lies Pod, on Instagram and or Facebook at Book of Lies Podcast. We also have Patreon. So we've decided what we're going to do for our Patreon episode this month and giving a shout out to our favorite patron, Katie, from For Your Reference Podcast. Fire friends! We're going to cover Lula Rich from Amazon um, about Lula Rowe and MLMs and pyramids and all kinds of shenanigans um, for our patrons this month. So join us on Patreon and you can catch that episode when we drop it later. Yeah. Yeah. Sunny, what are we talking about today? I didn't even have to ask you. Thank you so much. Odd bird. I am an odd bird. So um, earlier this week, I was in my car listening to commercials, and I'm like, okay, iHeartRadio, settle down. But they ran a commercial for a podcast that I was kind of interested in, and it was called The Queen of the Con, The Irish Heiress. Have you heard about that? Irish Heiress. Mm Mm-hmm. No. No. Okay, cool. That's what we're going to talk about today. So... 
I started listening to the podcast um, by Jonathan Walton called the con, the queen of the con, the Irish heiress, about a crazy bitch named <laughs> that bitch crazy, that bitch crazy named Mayor Smith, Mayor Mayor Smith. Her real name is Marianne, but she goes by Mayor, like a horse. M a r e M a i r. Okay, but a mayor is the way you did spell that, correct? Yeah. Okay. So, um, look, I thought it was M A Y O R. I was like, oh, she just she's just naming herself mayor. I'm gonna just name myself the mayor of this town. Um, okay. So, Marianne Mayor Smith was born Marianne Andell in Bangor, Maine, in 1969. Sometime she graduated from Bangor High School in 1987 in Maine. In Maine. Okay. Of the United States. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because I'm like, wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. Obviously, she's an Irish heiress. Let's tell you why. Her family actually disowned her. <laughs> Sorry. After she scammed um, dozens of friends and family members in her neighborhood oh, out of thousands by pretending to have cancer and asking for money for treatments. Oh, Mayor has low blood iron. And from time to time would purposely avoid iron-rich foods so she could... Uh, Listen, I almost died from that, so... Strategically get admitted into hospitals... <laughs> to go get a blood transfusion? For iron transfusions, yeah. Fucking bitch. So um, she would use this technique to gain sympathy and trick people into thinking she was really sick. She pretends to be really sick, right? So um, she has two daughters, or she had two daughters that we know of. One was taken from her um, as a baby... Taken. Yes, because she was found to be unfit. But this baby had uh, cystic fibrosis. Oh, gosh. And yeah. eventually that passed sucks. away. Yeah, that sucks. Um, she has another daughter named Chelsea Welch. And um, I'm not sure who her father is. But um, between high school, she moves to Tennessee. And in Tennessee, she um, frauds some people. In 2001, Mayor moves to Northern Ireland and marries a local by the name of Stephen Smith. She just decides to up and leave and go to Ireland. She met him on um she met him online. Oh, okay. While she was living in Tennessee. So, she's in Tennessee and she's doing some fuck shit. Like she starts businesses and then just like makes these opportunities to get her hands on their private information or for them to invest with her or she's in a situation and she needs money. Like that's always her thing. Like and it's just like this elaborate tale of shenanigans and people end up getting frauded by her. Okay. But this is all before even the podcast takes place. So I'm giving you back history on this. And then the podcast that I was listening to, I'll, I'll tell you when it picks up. Because this bitch, she's she's a nightmare, actually. Oh, you heard? Okay. Well, okay. So all this is right. backstory before even the podcast even is a part of the situation. So, um, while in Northern Ireland, um, Marianne Smith worked in mortgages, um, from like, but she moved out there in 2001 to marry someone. And then around 2008, she took payment for a house. She took a payment of 120,000 pounds and then disappeared with the money. She also scammed six other people who took out mortgages from the same company that she worked for con dozens of people's other neighbors and people she befriended in the town using crazy made up stories. She used her daughter to like forge signatures for her. She admitted it. Her daughter was like, yeah, 
I did some fraud shit with my mom. She, wait, what? What? She would sign things, make shit up in these mortgages. Right, right. um, Her daughter did forgery for her. Wow. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal. At this time, or currently, she is actually still a fugitive wanted in Northern Ireland. Uh, she scammed about $500,000 and 26 victims. Oh, shit. Because she was impersonating a mortgage broker. So she worked in real estate, and you can be, you know, a realtor, but to be a broker, that's when you're actually managing things, and it takes a little longer to become a broker. So she was masquerading as a broker and an investment <laughs> expert. <laughs> She's a dick. Okay. Okay. So I'm guessing that it's easier to do these things in Ireland than it is here because she would have got caught fucking with people's money, especially like in real estate here. Like, you know, it's, I don't know. There's a lot of laws and there's due diligence that you should do and look up people's like MRE numbers and nobody does that. Nobody does that. Unless like literally, unless you are that person that's like, Everybody is suspect. I'm going to do every bit of research. I'm going to know where you went to high school. I'm going to know where you graduated from kindergarten. I'm going to know what your fifth grade teacher's name is. That's like, unless you're that type of person, nobody actually. You need to be that type of person because there are these people. It is exhausting, but there's these people out there that hope that you're lazy and you're not going to do the research and you take their word for (laughs) what it is. It's just their word. There's nothing behind it. That's true. But you have to be meticulous and just protect your investment and your money because people hope that you're not going to do that. So she flees from Ireland. Over the next five years, uh, I imagine she's getting her grift on and she has plastic surgery to change her appearance. Oh, God. And so where does she end up where no one's really going to... I mean, people should be looking for you, but where do you think she ends up? Uh, Alaska. She ends up in L.A. Oh, well, fuck. Well, there's a lot of people there, so whatever. I don't know. No one's looking for an Irish grifter. Well, she's not even Irish. Irish. She came from Ireland. Okay. So this is where we're introduced to Jonathan Walton. He's the host, producer, creator of this podcast. He's also a... um, A show... He's not a showrunner, but he... 
he's a producer mm-hmm. for, you know, TV shows like Shark Tank and like all kinds of things. So he is living in this fabulous apartment or whatever in DCLA. And it's about 2013. And apparently what happens is it's like the hottest summer ever. And they lose access to their pool because there was a discrepancy between like two apartment buildings. And, you know, they allowed these people to use this building, the apartment, mm-hmm. like next door or building. whatever. It was like, hey, you guys can use our pool. Yeah, there okay. was something that happened, like an easement where they have access to it. But they're supposed to go in um, like 40, 60 on certain repairs. The repairs were supposed to be um, $20,000. The repairs were $260,000. And the owners were like, well, I'm not going to pay that. Then they're like, well, you can't use the pool. So there was a discrepancy happening, but it affected the tenants. Okay. So that sounds like a whole bunch of bullshit. It sounds like a bunch of bullshit, but that truly happened. And so while <laughs> this is happening, he's like, fuck this, you know, we're going to go ahead and figure out what's going to happen here. So he's putting flyers up everywhere so he can have a meeting in his apartment to discuss what they should do with the tenants. Right. Wait. Okay. He just lives there. Yeah. He just lives there. So he was going to hold a tenants meeting. Pretty much. Okay. Yes. So he holds this meeting. He has 30 people in his living room and Mayor shows up. And she doesn't live in the building, right? She lives in the building. Oh, okay. She lives in the building. It's not cheap to live in downtown LA. Um, He said this apartment was $3,500. That's what his rent was. His rent. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he describes her as like, you know, she was dressed in pastel colored clothes. She looked like she was fancy, like high end shoes and shit. And she came in with this bunk ass Irish accent. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. But her accent, like he plays a bunch of video that were recordings and stuff. So he was like, when he was like investigating her, he would put his like his phone on record and like record shit that she was saying. That's illegal. But okay. Well, those videos of her like doing like an ice bucket challenge. And like she has like a YouTube video because this woman is a hot mess express. But. Her accent, my Irish accent's way better. She sounds like... She sounds like me talking right now. Okay, so check it out. You don't watch 90 Day Fiance. No, I don't. But (laughs) there's a season of 90 Day Fiance where there's this woman. She's an older black woman. Her name is Yolanda. And she's talking to a man that calls himself Williams with an S. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be in England. He's supposed to be an Englishman. You listen to him talk and he sounds like he's got maybe a Nigerian accent. And she's like, oh, yeah, he's English. I love his accent. I love his accent. He sounds so, you know, he's English. I love the English accent. And I'm like, if you love the English accent, you would know that that is not an English accent. He sounds like a somebody that's impersonating somebody. He's not English. It sounds like it's a like a Nigerian accent, number one. And number two, the pictures that he was sending her were pictures of a model, of course, that were like you could find on Google. All you had to do is Google Google images. Hot, yeah, hot, hot man. black dude. No, he wasn't black. The oh. picture, the picture of the person that he wasn't, he was sending her was not a black man. But she's talking to him on the phone. And he sounds like he's Nigerian. He sounds Nigerian. Got it. His accent is awful. It doesn't even. <laughs> awful. It's, it's not even an English accent. And I was just like, how is she this dumb? Did we ever meet the dude? No. On he Day never. Day? No. He oh. never surfaced. And then. They, his her daughter hired an investigator to come to find out that the the phone number that he was calling from was a Nigerian phone number, and 
he was trying to get her to come or she was trying to go to see him in England. He didn't know what airport that she was supposed to fly into. He throw duh. He did no girl. <laughs> it was bad. He That's was, the only airport like, I know, like in England. Manchester. But like just the way he was saying like the way he would talk was like he would speak in short sentences. So, you know, he was never like saying, Oh, baby, you know, I love you. I want you to come see me. I miss you. We're gonna have so much fun. It would always be like, Oh yeah, you know, I I miss all of you. <laughs> like it was just real bad. Get ready for your starring role in a thrilling adventure full of hidden clues, immersive scenes, danger, and romance. That's right. It's June's Journey, and you play June Parker, an amateur detective investigating a series of mysteries. Ooh, you'll put your powers of observation to the test, sharpen your sleuthing skills, find objects, and claim rewards. The visuals are fire. It's like a party for your eyeballs. <laughs> As you play this thrilling adventure full of hidden clues, immersive scenes with danger and romance in full force. Whether you're craving a good mystery or just need to get away for a while, June's Journey is the perfect game for you. It really is a sweet escape. I like to play when I need a mental pick-me-up. There is a detective in all of us. Find your inner detective. Download June's Journey free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. So these people that claim to be from places and their accents are off, call them on it. Like, well, she she was convinced that it was he was he was who he was. Oh, but nobody's name is Williams, especially if they're from England. Williams, Williams. It would be William. Not Williams. Well, that's the last name. He, that, he, that motherfucker pulled a name out of a freaking phone book <laughs> or offline and got it wrong. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Okay. So, um, Mare, she shows up and she's like, Oh my God. Um, I've got this lawyer boyfriend and he's actually sued this, this very building before. Let me just let him know what's happening here. And once they find out his name is involved, they're going to get it sorted out. Don't you worry. And everyone's like, oh, my God, okay. And so she's, like, working the room, talking to people. And she's like, oh, oh, really? I can help you with that. Like, she's just, like, there to help everybody, to be everybody's friend. Oh, well, you know, I'm I'm actually Irish royalty. Oh. I've got, like, this inheritance coming in. It's worth, like, 27 euro, 27 million euros. My portion is 5 million. So this is something that comes up in every conversation that she talks to, every conversation that she has, anybody she talks to. She tells them this story. She happens to work for a a travel agency. Yeah, she does like luxury travel. Oh. She works for, or she it's her her travel agency. No, she works for this company, okay. and she tells Jonathan, she's like, "Oh yeah, my cousin, uh, in." In Ireland. In Ireland. Yeah, in Ireland. Hooked me up with this job. So, you know, I, <laughs> I could do this and be comfortable because, you know, I, I used to grow up in the South Pacific. You know, she like, because she's booking tours to like Bali and. Um, she grew up in the South Pacific. Traveling. Traveling to the South Pacific. Oh, okay. Um, so she could really talk about these, these vacations with people. They were like, she was the best salesperson. Like everybody loved her. And so she tells Jonathan, her neighbor now, who they're now neighbors, mm -hmm. that she does this and she's always like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll hook you up on a trip and we could do this and we can do that and let's hang out. Let's have dinner. I'm paying. Let me pay. I'm paying. Let me pay. Okay. But as when she's working no for... No such thing as a free lunch. 
There is no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> so as she's working for this travel agency, it's called like Paradise Travels or something like that. Um, she's like the number one salesperson. She's selling all these tours. What happens is while she's there, she is defrauding customers and the company. I'm sure. So what she's doing is telling people that they could pay because I guess they pay in installments. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, oh, you could just pay our PayPal account, the business PayPal account. And I bet it was like paradise travel at gmail.com was the email. It was some shit that she put on her PayPal account, which she had access to. Yeah. So she's diverting the customer's funds into her account Mm -hmm. and it's not going to, um, paradise travel agency or wherever the fuck she worked for. Mm -hmm. So this is happening while she's becoming fast friends with Jonathan and all these other neighbors in the building. Okay. She's just like, Oh yeah. Um, my, my cousins, my Irish cousins. They don't want me to have any inheritance. Look at these emails. Look at these text messages. Look, look, look. Oh, God. First of all, don't show me your shit. I don't need to know all this. Why are you giving me all this information? Why are you showing me text messages? Why are you showing me emails? It's a bit much. It's 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 too much for me. So Because you're friends. Right. So like If I'm a new friend, I don't want to know all that. Well, this guy is really eating it up because they're taken with her. You know who she looks like? I can't think of her name. It's not Karen. From Mob Wives. Who was the main daughter from Mob Wives? Uh, with the dark hair. Renee. Yeah, Renee. She looks like Renee. Uh, oh, okay. In that picture, she does look like her. Not there, though. Well, sort of. Being <laughs> <laughs> my dog biscuits. There's okay. other images. Yeah, there's a, there's a resemblance. She, when she, she had like a really sh- short, Renee Graciano. cute, uh-huh, um, pixie cut. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, I was like, oh, she looks like a lot like Renee. Okay. So this is happening. And she's going out to dinner with these people. She meets this other woman that's in the building. I forget her name. She's in the podcast. But she's a lawyer and she had just passed the bar. And she was like, um, Mary was like, oh, I can help you get a job at this Simon and Schuster. I don't fucking know. You know, Simon and Schuster whatever. And at, okay. At lawyer and lawyer. I can help you get a job. <laughs> and so her and this girl become good friends. They start partying and hanging out together. And I guess they went to some random club in downtown L.A. They have some drinks. And then the girl blacks out, doesn't remember anything. She remembers waking up in her apartment and she felt like she got in a fight. And she had bruises all over her arms. What? So she was like, what the fuck happened? I don't remember how I got here. She calls Mayor. She's like, Mayor, um, what happened? She Mayor's like, oh, my God, I feel the exact same way. Like, you know, I'm bruised up, too. I'm sick sick it doesn't feel like a hangover it feels like something else it's insane so the girl files a police report right and her and marriage it's like oh my god i can't believe this happened to us and so they're bonded trauma bond okay yes exactly so then she's got this girl under her belt and then she's also talking to another neighbor who apparently used to manage some strip clubs or whatever, so she becomes friends with her. I don't like this bitch. <laughs> she's a sneaky bitch. Okay. So Ugh. she's good friends with Jonathan. And so she tells Jonathan that her, this Irish cousin, and there are all these names like Finnegan and Shamus and all kinds of names. Uh-huh. They're trying to screw her out of her inheritance. And there's a clause in the inheritance is if she's convicted for a felony, she loses her inheritance. But she's due five million, and it's going to happen because, like, her great uncle died and I left have, this money. Here's my question: Why would she say that that there's a clause 
in there about being convicted. Of it's something. the strangest clause, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's fucking weird. Because she says that her cousin, the one that helped her get the job at the travel agency, is going to try and set her up. <laughs> wow, that is some serious they're gonna, fortune they're, telling. They're going to set me up and try and make me look bad. So then this case is brought up that she's been embezzling money, $200,000 from this um travel agency. That's all? Uh, 200000 Five hundred, like five k from a few people. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's not a lot, you know. Two hundred thousand dollars is not a bad. If it's five k from four people. No, forty people. How many is that? Like forty people. Yeah, it's forty people. Okay. Well, she's an there was a receipt. But... There was just like a there was a a, a receipt of a PayPal, PayPal. payment. Uh-huh. <laughs> the PayPal receipt. Yes, the receipts. They have the receipts. So um, she tells Jonathan this and he's like so worried about her. Like he's just captivated by this woman because she seems intelligent. She seems well-versed, traveled. She dressed nice and she's a good friend. She's always offering shit to people for free. Oh, you want to go to this game? Let's go. Oh, I know Jennifer Aniston. Oh, I know Ashley Judd. She says that she knows all of these people and she doesn't. She's one. I know them too then. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. All you got to do is. I'll tell you what she did. <laughs> so she tells this to Jonathan, right? And he's like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? But he works on TV shows. So uh-huh. he, he knows famous people, too. He does. So she calls him one day. Jonathan, I'm in jail. I need you to bail me out. What? My cousin, he did it. They, they're they setting me up. Oh and he's God. like, oh, my God, I can't believe she's getting set up. This is fucked up. And I am so- still trying to figure out why. I'm- okay. Okay. So she also has this rich boyfriend, this uh, uh, lawyer or whatever. Is he? She does. Like he? She actually has. She has boyfriend. somebody. Yeah, some okay. dude. So because I'm like, uh, and so she. I gets, don't believe anything you say. Lady. She gets the call. Jonathan gets a call from Ma- Ma- Mayor in jail saying that she needs to be bailed out. Somehow Jonathan talks to the boyfriend, or he calls him and is like, "Hey, can you bail Mayor out of jail?" Um, I can't because my wife and kids <laughs> will find out that I got a a girlfriend. A girlfriend, and he's like like a politician or something, so he's like high up in yeah. If he's an attorney, he's probably like running for some fucking office somewhere. Right. So he's like, um, bail her out. It's gonna be like forty six, um, forty six hundred dollars or something. He finds a bail bondsman that'll do it, and so he's like, you know, if you could pay, mayor's good for it. She'll pay you back, or I'll pay you back. So he bails Mare out of jail. She gets out of jail. The next day, he gets the money from the boyfriend. Oh, okay. He gets paid. So he's like, oh, she is good for it. Cool. No problem. She states that they're still trying to prosecute her under this, this fraud shit. But then she says that she gets off and that she just has to pay restitution. Okay. But then she gets fired from her job. So now she doesn't have an income to pay restitution. So now she doesn't have an income to pay restitution and she doesn't have an income to pay her rent. But this bitch on the side is pretending to have cancer again. <laughs> she's take she's doing the iron thing, having nurses take pictures of her in the hospital. So she's convincing her landlord that she has cancer so she doesn't have to pay rent. Oh my god. So I could actually this is a con that I can actually do. Cuz this is what we're saying. I can I literally I can just stop taking my iron and wait till my freaking levels get down to 6 again and go to the hospital and be like, "Hey, I need a transfusion. By the way, take a picture." What the hell? 
What the fuck? Ugh. Okay. So she's doing this while she's telling Jonathan, I can't pay my rent, you know, and he was like, I just feel really bad for her. So he starts giving her money. He starts writing her checks, right? Is he lending it to her or is he just giving it to her? He's lending her the money. Okay. He's letting her borrow the money. Mm-hmm. So while he's letting her borrow the money, she somehow becomes a psychic. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, oh my God, I called the psychic hotline Ooh. and I took a test and they say I have the gift. Oh, and um, I'm going to go ahead and pursue this. So then she moves from the apartment that she was in to this other apartment, which is like $6,000 a month. But she has like all these clients who are like, oh my gosh. Like she, she knew everything. Like she is so insightful. She knew, she knew. Um, she has a YouTube, um, commercial and, um, I can't. She's in this really like nice affluent area in Hollywood. So she's conning more neighbors and their customers. Does she like put a window, like a palm reading sign in her window that says like, you know, free. Free tarot Free readings. readings for, yeah, or some shit. Like, what? $5 readings, my ass. Oh. If you want to know the truth, it's going to be $5,000. And I'm going to give you a gold pyramid, but I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going to, this is it. This is the gold pyramid. I'm going to bury it in my backyard, and that'll keep all your your parents and, and your, your, your family members from going to hell. Mm-hmm. Check out that episode. What was it called? Um, something about gold panties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Check out our gold panties episode. Something about gold panties. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares, Coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery 
and I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify, and all the usual suspects. 3AM, the comedy horror podcast that holds weekly gatherings around the campfire. Let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to hear stories about demonic possessions, prison stabbings, skinwalkers, glitches in the Matrix, cult leaders, missing 411, night marchers, Operation Paperclip, Mesopotamian devil worship, and so many monsters it'll give Kanye West a runaway for his money. Pop and meme culture also aren't off topic. A camp where laughs and scares are constantly competing for first place. We're just a group of friends trying to bust each other's balls, find the best stories, and expand the circle in the process. 3AM, the comedy horror podcast, not for the faint or fragile of heart. Let's go. Um, uh, Marianne convinces Jonathan Walton that, again, she stood to inherit 5 million euros. In time, she would also mention that she was pals with Ashley Judd, show him a closet full of, you know, $1,000 designer shoes. And I got all this information for Jonathan's blog, JonathanWalton.com. Wait, wait, wait. She was showing them a closet of shoes. She was like, look at all my expensive shit. This is amazing. Um, People who actually have money and like, they, they don't, don't show do it that. Off they don't do that. Yeah. Like they might have expensive stuff, but they don't invite you over to look in their closet. Mm-hmm. But she's telling everybody ruby, the same story. Ruby. That's some real rude shit. That- so she's also a psychic and she's also doing life coaching as well. So she's getting people to spill their tea to her. To like, you know, they're asking these questions and getting them to spill like secrets. And it kind of reminded me of science. Um, what's that shit? Um, Scientology. Mm-hmm. When they relieve them, unburden themselves. Kind of like they the, go through auditing. Well, they don't she, unburden themselves in, in Scientology. They, they go through auditing. Well, she was having people unburden and then she was then turning around and using that to blackmail yeah. these people. Mm-hmm. Someone, uh, a hostu- uh, Hollywood costume designer. Um, said they spent like $10,000 of life coaching on her services. What? Uh-huh. Wait. So she was a life coach too? She's doing all these different things. So I'm a psychic and a life coach. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not even it. So, um, while she's, all of this stuff is happening with Jonathan and his money and this court case with the, um, embezzling from her job, <laughs> she meets this other dude who's like an engineer. His name's Bob. Bob, Bob. She told Bob Bob. that she is an heiress and was a former Olympic level figure skater. Figure skater. Like, it would just just get You can look that up, but okay. Yeah. You can Google people. (laughs) Google people. Like, come on. So she's just making up all this stuff, right? So she is spinning this web to Jonathan that she needs money um, to, like, pay her bills. And so he's just like, oh, my gosh, she just needs help. She's going to get this money. Um, She was like, oh, my bank accounts have been frozen. That's what it was. She's like, oh, my bank accounts have been frozen. Oh, my goodness. Why are they frozen, though? Because she still hasn't paid this restitution for this case to go away. Uh Because her cousin is holding it above her because he knows these judges and Uh all this bullshit. So This whole thing sounds like... It's, Seriously, it sounds all like horseshit. It's shit. too much. It's too much stuff. But she convinces these people that all this stuff is happening. 
I'd so, be like, you know, why are you so, uh, what is the word, besotted? Like, why, why do you have so much fucking drama in your life? Like, bad luck for you. Seriously, people go through things, yes, but you're going through thing after thing after thing after thing. Oh, and by the way, you also, did they, she, was she telling them she had the cancer too? Or no, was that, mm-mm, she oh, wasn't okay. telling their neighbors she was telling she had cancer. Other people. She was she just telling her, the manager of her apartment complex, so she didn't have to t- pay rent, <laughs> and then like her old family members and people from, from Maine that oh, she had God. cancer. Oh, and then she did a GoFundMe scam. Oh, God. For her child that passed away from cystic fibrosis. She was trying to raise $25,000 for uh, cystic fibrosis. The child that she didn't have custody of. Uh-huh. That passed away a long time ago. She ended up raising like $16,000 on GoFundMe. And Jonathan found out about this and he reported it to them. And then they pulled the campaign. Ooh, oh, so she was trying to run like a campaign. Brandy, she's running so, she's got so many wheels uh. going. It's, 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 it's mind blowing. All of this stuff is happening right now because he met her in 2013, 2013. Um, it's about 2014. So he knew her for about four years and all of this stuff is going on during this four years. So her account's been frozen and to get it unfrozen, she has to pay restitution. <laughs> that's not how, that's not even how shit that's works. That's not how it works. Okay, go ahead. But, um, Sorry, they don't freeze your accounts if you have to pay something. Jonathan is like, let me help you out. So she can't pay her six thousand, her $6,000 rent at this luxury apartment. So he gives her money to help her move back into the apartment complex that she used to live in. Uh-huh. That was like 3500 He ends up giving her all of his cash. And then he's, she's like, okay, we're almost to the end. All I need is $54,000 no, nope. to pay mm-hmm. my restitution. And then I'll be able to pay you back. So what he does, what he does is lets her charge it on a credit card. $50,000 on, on his credit card. On his credit card. And then all that kind of credit card. He's a he's a Hollywood producer. Yeah, you know, he was like he makes a little over a hundred k for what he does, and um, makes a little a month. You mean annually over a hundred k? No, he has to be making way more than I don't know. But um, he then finds out that Mare has been arrested and she's on a thirty day hold. He finds it out. He finds out she doesn't call him and say this. Okay, he finds out that she's been arrested. And so he's like, oh my God, I need to, I need to help her. I need to go visit. So he looks up her information online, finds out that she's in jail for felony money laundering. (laughs) She's in jail for money laundering. And he finds out that she pled guilty to the 200K that she embezzled from that company. So that's why she's in jail to, she's going to pay this restitution. She's going to do her 30 days and then she's done. He finds this out, goes to pick her up from jail. I don't remember where we left off. She was in jail because of the fraud. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So he finds out that she's in jail because she um, admitted to frauding the vacation company thing. She, he bails her, like, he picks her up when she needed to get out of jail 30 days later. And, like, he said he's, like, driving her home. And, like, he's in the car fuming and he, like, records everything. But he doesn't t- talk to her about the situation until he... T- actually, he took her to her car. Until he takes her to her car and then he gets out and he was where just was like car? parked it- somewhere. I was going to say, was it at the impound lot? Because that's where it should have been, but okay. Parked somewhere. And so he's like, so I know you've been uh, taking money from us. I know that um, the $50,000 I gave you on my credit card 
was for the restitution for, you know, this case that you claim that, you know, blah, blah, blah. I know that you claim it was for restitution. Well, she, he knew it was for restitution, though, right? But she was saying it was for restitution for something else rather than admitting to fraud on... Oh, that's right. He was... Well, no. Oh, yeah. No, she said that her cousin Her cousin, set her like, up. set her up or but, some shit. And there was a dirty judge and she had to pay this judge off. It's some bullshit. Okay. He's like, I know. And I want my money back. And she's like, okay. Um, Which money? The, the credit everything, card Everything. Because he, he lent her... Because, like, he was been paying her rent. He'd been lending her money. Oh, he was paying her rent. Uh-huh. He um, let her do the credit card thing. So she ran up almost $80,000 from him. Um, He was like, I just want my fucking money, bitch. And so... Pay me my money. So this is, like, when he, like, figures this out. It was uh, Pacific Islands Travel. So it, that in 2017, Smith was convicted of scamming more than $200,000 from her employer in Los Angeles, Pacific Islands Travel. They busted her using her personal PayPal account. She cleverly renamed Pacific Islands Travel to scam customers paying for vacations by taking That's their money. That's not clever. I could do that right now. I could go rename it Pacific Islands Travel, my, my PayPal, and then be like, hey, you guys want to go on a vacation? Mm-hmm. 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 While, so she, how she met this guy, this politician, the one that like bailed her, like gave the money. Her boyfriend lawyer. Yeah. Lawyer, boyfriend, she lawyer. was on a sugar daddy website. So she had. How old is she? She's like 50. Okay. She was born in like 69. Okay. <laughs> so. She has sugar. So I still have a chance then. Oh, hunty. <laughs> You've got a chance. I can, still, I can still get on the sugar baby website or sugar daddy website. Don't come into there. our DMs and slide in with some bullshit either. We're not, we're not here for it. Go on now. Not interested. Okay. <laughs> so, so um, on the Sugar Daddy websites, she would enter into financial relationships that so she was exchanging sex That's for money. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was having sex with married men for a monthly fee. Oh. And then she would blackmail them when they tried to end the relationship. She was like, well, I'm going to tell your wife. I'm going to tell your wife. I'm going to tell your wife. So, yikes. how about that? All right. Ends up dating the guy, Bob, the engineer, Bob, right? Mm-hmm. So she meets him. She tells him she's an heiress and she's the Olympic skater or whatever from back in the day. Like, you, you, Michelle like you like to say, she ingratiates herself in the family. So like he takes her out one night and he has a babysitter or a nanny or some woman that's been there for years that's been helping him raise his children who he employs. So he's not married. He's not married. Okay. But he has two children. So he's separated apparently. And so she's there with the kids and he comes home with her, Mary, uh, Ma- Mare. And, um, she's like drunk, but like pretending to be drunk a little bit. And like she meets the nanny and strikes up a conversation about hockey. And they're like, Oh my God, we love hockey. You love the LA Kings or, you know, whoever the hockey team is. She's like, Oh my God, do you want to go to a Kings game tomorrow? She's like, Sure. I guess so. So it was hockey season then at this time? It was time. hockey season. I mean, you can't just be like, you want to go to a Kings game. It's hockey season and she has tickets and she takes her to a game. She's waving at like the, the manager, like the, the coach or whoever, the main guy, like pretending like she knows him. She's like, Oh my God, I know him. Yeah. Hi, hi, hi. I don't want Um, that. and then like starts texting him and then, then she gives the guy's number to, her. anyway, these people <laughs> from, from hockey who are high up, 
end up like texting these people from hockey. These people, I don't know these fucking ah, people. These I don't know hockey, hockey people. These hockey people. <laughs> the nanny and even the guy Bob that she's dating. So um, she ends up. They end up like getting in communication. Yeah, okay. it's weird. It's weird. So then, as she's dating Bob, she figures out like he owns two homes. Like he, um, he apparently was involved with the technology of touchscreen technology for smartphones or whatever. And so he has money. He has money. So then she's like, oh, my God, I'm going to buy this fabulous, like, mansion house or whatever out in the Palisades. And um, I want, I want, I think we should buy this house together. I'm going to put your name on the house. And he's like, I'm not going to do that because yes, if things don't work out with us, do we're stuck in a house together. Don't do and that. she's like, oh, it's fine. You know what? Just put my name on your houses so it's fair. What? So everything seems right. You know, just so we're on the e- e- equal playing field. Right. We're on. We're the- both tied up into properties together. Oh, God. Bitch. So. She sounds like a, yeah, she sounds like a bitch from hell. That's what she sounds like. Mm-hmm. So while she's doing this, Jonathan, producer, the showrunner, TV producer. Guy, the TV guy. The downtown LA guy. He starts digging up dirt on her. He's just like, oh my gosh, this bitch is a hot mess express. He puts together a blog, just like, you know, all the people do. Mare had told him that she was dating Bob, an engineer in Newport Beach. So he was. So what happened to the lawyer guy? He just disappeared. He just disappeared. Okay. After he cast her out of, ba- out of jail, mm-hmm. he was gone. Okay. But she's dating Bob. And he's like, something bad's going to happen to Bob. So he puts his blog together and saying, hey, if you know who this woman is, or if you know Bob, here's his picture because she had showed him a picture, like texted it to him. He was like, let him know that he's about to get scammed and da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, this is the phone number. He's like, you know, if you feel like you've been scammed by Marianne um, Smith, Mar Smith, M- Mayor Smith, you know, email the con hunter at gmail.com. That's M-Y-T-H. What a bitch. <laughs> but anyway, so he put that up. So fortunately, he was doing that. Because all of this stuff is happening with this house and situation. Uh, Mayor says that um, Bob's children, when they stay with the the ex-wife, that there's like some child sex ring going on. And (sighs) that there's all this drama happening. She gets the nanny fired. How old are the kids? Obviously, they're young kids. Yeah, we don't know how old the children are. But she was just like, there's all this shit going on over there. Because I'm involved with, like, the child... Like, she's involved with all kinds of fucking stuff, which makes no sense. Her hands are in too many things. Because she's like, oh, I know this lawyer for child custody or, like, you know, marriage and family lawyer. So, like, this lawyer's texting Bob. And she's like, I also hired this private investigator who's telling Bob that this stuff is happening with this child sex ring at the ex-wife's house. And the ex-wife is like, what the fuck is going on here? So she Googles her name. Yes. Finds the blog. Good. And it's like, Bob, this fucking bitch has been around my kids. Look what she's doing. Right before he was about to sign this bitch's, like, put her name in his home. So he didn't do it. He didn't do it. But he was about to get taken for a wild ride. Thank the goddess. (laughs) So So she was making accusations that the kids were mm -hmm. being sex trafficked pretty much. Pretty much making him feel uncomfortable. Telling um, it to him. 
her husband or her the, the, the private dad. investigator is telling Bob this. Oh, okay. And so she obviously has dudes that are like posing as people, right? Because uh, the private investigator is not a real private investigator. This is all via text, by the way. What? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So it's not even in person. He's not like bringing him, him photos or like photoshopped pictures. She, this is all via text. So he's getting text messages from a PI saying your kids are involved in a sex ring at your ex-wife's house. Right. And then Mare is then like saying, oh yeah, this is happening. Bop, 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 bop. He told me he's like, you know, she's really laying it on real thick. <sighs> okay. While this is happening, um, she, one of the, the, um, <laughs> the psychic people, one of her clients who really loved her decides to buy a house. Or something. And so Mary's like, oh my God, I've been in real estate before. I can help. Let me help you. And so this woman was like, you know, I sent her like personal information. Uh-huh. But she was like, I redacted my social security number and my bank account number. Mm-hmm. But she's going through this house buying process. So she's sending documents to her back and forth. The last time she sent documents, she felt very comfortable with Mary. So she didn't hide out her information. She didn't black out her yeah, her pertinent information. Familiarity. All of a sudden she has a new credit card open. Oh shit. Okay. In her name and it's a PayPal credit card. And she's like fuck no, I don't fuck with PayPal credit card and then she thought about it and she was like this sounds like mare cuz that bitch loves PayPal. <laughs> and so she rung up like 2500 bucks on a credit card. Okay. Before the 100. Yeah, before she figured out what happened then she got that shit shut down. And it was her. It was Mare. Yeah. Um So when Bob confronted Mare about the situation in the website, the blog, he's like, "Bitch, is this you?" And she's like, "Okay, bye, see you later." And she didn't even like just, try to just took off. Try to convince him that it wasn't her. Just took off. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least she <sighs> didn't try to lie her way out of that one. So, um, while all of this is happening, Jonathan is pursuing a case. He decides to file criminal charges against Mayor for right. the money that he lent her that she lied about. Mm-hmm. And at first the police were like, you gave it to her. Oh, fucking well, fuck you. Right. Finally, they take a police report. and You then, willingly gave this money to But he was like, I have all these text messages. I have these emails. I have all this stuff where she, you know, told me this and lied about all this stuff. Lying is not illegal. Lying is not illegal. Unless you're on the stand. And apparently lying about your identity to the police is illegal. Hmm. <laughs> Well, <laughs> but I mean, generally, in general, lying, you know, telling falsehoods, telling whoppers, as Popeye says, is not illegal. Well, he's taking this bitch to court. And so he is like, you owe me money. While she is on um, trial, she would like use loopholes in the legal system. So she didn't have to um, appear and would delay the prosecution uh, sin- um Aspect. Mm-hmm. So she would say that um, I'm in the hospital getting a transfusion. She would pull the 5150 and say that she was going to kill herself. She would put herself on suicide watch. Yeah, 72 hour hold. Max. I mean, automatic. So when she wants to avoid court, she pulls that. Uh-huh. On January 9th, 2019, Marianne Smith was found guilty in the Los Angeles criminal court of scamming 
Jonathan. Is it Jonathan? Am I making up his name? Nope, Jonathan Walton. <laughs> Am I making this up? She was found guilty of scamming Jonathan Walton out of $91,784. 91000 Damn. Uh, it took the jury three hours uh, to deliberate and convict her for grand theft by inducement. 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 That means lying, right? No, that's not what inducement What's that mean? Basically, it's forcing him, like, under, under duress pretenses. Like, he's like, I'm trying to save my friend. I'm trying to keep this bitch off the streets. She ain't, you know, turning tricks, which she was already doing. Under, yeah, but, like, it's like forcing his hand, but under false pretenses. It's like, it's kind of hard to prove, actually. Inducement. Well, he proved it. Um, so she was convicted or sentenced to five years, um, in jail in 2019. Um, she has to serve at least half of the time. She was sentenced to five years. (laughs) Five years. (laughs) Five years. Okay. Go ahead. Pretty much that's it. So this guy has this podcast called the con queen. Um, the, the queen of the con, the the Irish heiress. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's a six part, um, series. Mm -hmm. There's only four episodes out. So there's still two episodes. So I had to, you know, go to the Googles and figure out what happened. This bitch. Oh, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even let y'all know the kicker. She lied about everybody that she talked about. Everybody that was like an accomplice or everybody that was like, Oh, I'm texting this hockey guy. Jennifer Anderson is my best friend. I know Ashley Judd. It was all fake lawyer. It was all Google voice numbers, Google voice phone numbers. She would make up fake email addresses in like emails and texts. She was having conversations with herself. She was like, oh, you know, talking, bragging her up to like people. Oh, you know, this bitch. So, and the way he was able to um, actually catch her was one time she's not technically savvy. One time she thought her email got hacked. And she was like driving she or something. Thought it got she thought her email got hacked. Okay. So she gives Jonathan her password to her email and he gets into her password, into her email. And he later on, he was just like, had a revelation. He was like, wait a minute, I got this bitch's password. So he tries to log into her email and all like the incoming stuff has been deleted, but she didn't delete the sent stuff. Dumbass. So then he sees all of these email addresses that she's been sending stuff to mm-hmm. are emails that she created. Mm-hmm. He goes to those email accounts and she used the same password for every email account that I guess she I created. All my passwords then. All my shit's <laughs> different. I can't keep anything straight. Mine is all the same. Well, that's how um I <laughs> Don't think, hack me, guys. I think that's how he was able to um get this in in inducement. Mm-hmm. And then he went into all the email addresses and changed the uh passwords. Yeah. So she couldn't get in and he reported the stuff. Because he's like, I'm trying to save, I'm, I'm Captain Save Other people, yeah. You know what I mean? And so I just, I can't imagine having this fucking nightmare around me, whirlwind <laughs> situation. But it's a really, it's a good podcast to listen to. Like, yeah. I listened to it today That's and I was terrible. just like, this fucking bitch. That's a nightmare. It sounds like a bitch from hell. It's like, a nightmare. <laughs> like, it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm in C3PO's world right now. It's yeah, a fucking sure. nightmare. Yeah. Mm. You know what though? Good on him mm-hmm. for bully for you for getting into those emails and being like, and you know, saying, "Oh my god, this bitch cry cry." Yes, because if you're doing that much dirt on Go- on Google, you're doing it on Google. You have to create a new email account for every phone number. If you want a Google Voice phone number, you can only have one per email address. Which she means- had twenty three different email addresses. 
And she was keeping all the lies straight. That's what I'm saying. She was like really like doing all these juggling acts. And I bet you, I bet you she's very, very, very intelligent. Oh, she's very smart. But, oh, excuse me. Oh, you know, you have to be dumb in some areas because you got caught. But wow. Just fucking wow. Just wow. Don't trust anybody. Don't trust anybody. Just that's why people don't want to buy my stuff because y'all don't trust me. But y'all can trust me because I'm not trying to do nothing like that. I'm just trying to sell y'all dog biscuits. So check it out. On, <laughs> was it Monday? I guess it was Monday. My child wanted to watch Netflix. And my Netflix account is logged in at mom's house. Yes. Um, In the room, in the, the guest room. So she comes in and she's like, mom, can you log into Netflix? Because I can't log in, right? So I'm like, yeah, sure. I go to try to log in and it's not letting me log in. And it's telling me that my email address is not found. It's not associated with any account on Netflix. So I'm like, okay. Incorrect. So I go and I try to log in to Netflix on my computer. It's telling me that my email address isn't found. I'm trying to log in on my phone. I'm trying to log in on my iPad. I'm trying to log in on mom's TV. Nothing. It's all saying that my email address is not associated with any account. And I'm like, okay. So I called the fucking um, Netflix the, hotline. The, yeah, the 800 <laughs> number for Netflix. And the first guy that I talked to, he's like, well, what is the email address that you, you know, that your Netflix account? And I and I tell him my email address. He's like, oh, well, we're, I'm not finding anything under that account. I'm like, I know. That is why I'm calling you because it's saying that my email address is not associated with my account. However, it's the only email address that I've ever been using for for Netflix. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, okay, well, um, what is the phone number? Um, and I was like, I don't think that I put a phone number on there. Like, you know, I signed up a long time ago. And I signed up, I signed up via iTunes. To Netflix? To the App Store. Right. Yeah, because, you know, it's a Netflix. Okay. They're, on the iPad, there is a Netflix app and you can... You can sign up for subscriptions for things through the app store. So he's like, what's your payment method? I said, it's Google. I mean, it's iTunes. So he's like, oh, okay. So like nothing is working and I'm, I'm giving him my email address. I'm, you know, trying to get all this information. So finally he goes, well, why don't, and he's like, well, are you at home? Can you log in on your, at your house? I'm like, no, I'm at my mommy's house. But, but, (laughs) but here's what. Everything has logged me out. I was logged in on five devices that I've been trying and it's all logged out. So I'm pretty sure when I get home, I'm going to be logged out of all of those TVs and devices too. He's like, okay, well, um, why don't you try? And I'm like, I hate you right now, motherfucker. Just get me logged in and find my shit. Right. And so, and he has, you know, an accent from another country. So I'm just like, and it's not a country of, you know, people that whose English is their first language. So I'm like, okay. I hear what you're saying. (laughs) And I'm trying to explain to you that that's not working. What you're telling me to do. He hangs up on me. (gasps) Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. We got to tag Netflix in this. He hangs up on me. And the reason I know he hangs up on me is because I get directed to a fucking survey. And so I'm like, nope, no, no, nope. So I call back. The next guy I talk to, much more tax savvy, knows how to do his job. 
thank you very much. I tell him what happened. He finds my email address. And he's like, oh, so basically someone has logged into your account and changed your your email address. He's like, and the way they did that was through your email. So you need to go and change your password. <laughs> and we're going to have to change your email address on your account. Changed my email address on my Netflix account. Went in and changed my password on that email address that those people, whoever was logged in. And I'm like, okay, he figured it out. We did all the changes, put an added a phone number for extra security, all that good shit, right? I'm like, thank you very much. You're much more helpful than the guy previously who hung up on me. He's like, oh, well, um, I will, you know, I will, I'll report that guy. He was like, were you directed to a survey? And I was like, yeah, I was. And I didn't take it because I had, Fuck I had to call guy. back. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then he did hang up on you. I'm like, I know. I fucking knew it. So, so did you find out what email address? Hold on. Oh, my bad. So I did not. I didn't ask what the email, the new email address was. I should have, but I didn't. So I go in and log into that email and I look at, cause you can look at the activity of that email address. Somebody logged into that email address in fucking Virginia six months ago. So I'm like, okay. I don't have like my banking information, all that stuff is not on that email, but I'm glad that it's not on that email because they could have fucking like hacked me. Cause again, my passwords are all the fucking same. Oh, I use different email addresses, but it's all the same password. Listen, like this dumb bitch. All of <laughs> that's the big move. What's her name? Cause I was Mayor. Mayor. Cause I was honestly, I even forgot how we got here. Cause I was like, why are we talking about? It doesn't really matter, but. That's all how. of my accounts are different, but on my phone, I've got, they make you sign up for a password for everything and it's super obnoxious, but on your iPhone now, it's like, hey bitch, you've used this email 13 times on this account, this account, this account, I would suggest changing it. It tells me about that, like, your password, like on Google, Google's like, your password has been used on 14 accounts, change that shit. Get a I'm new like, password. fuck you, Google. <laughs> That's my password, <laughs> fuck you, Google. <laughs> but yeah, so... I changed my email for Netflix and then I changed the passwords on those emails and that account. But I was just like, motherfucker. And, but you know, and it's Yahoo. Yahoo gets hacked all the fucking time. And there's always a security breach at Yahoo. Why do we even use Yahoo for email anymore? I use it for all my junk email. Like I sign up for, for, um, like promotional shit through you, Yahoo. Well, I know like I've been, someone showed me how to check to see if my email had been compromised like on the dark web. And it was like, this email has been compromised and this. I'm like, I didn't even know. On the dark web. Like, they're like, hey, you know, if your email like turns up on the dark web, it's a problem. Because like, I guess someone like sold your shit. Uh-huh. It was That's compromised in a list. And like, they, when they get it, they also have probably your password. Uh-huh. They get a list of email addresses oh, and passwords. Oh, it's disgusting. And all these people want is to do is to steal our stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Like this bitch mayor, but she wasn't on the dark web. She was just talking to people and gaining their confidence and yeah, calling them. Confidence, but man. she was so quick to think about things. She, I think like she would meet people and be like, oh, I could probably use you for this later. Oh my God, let's be friends. Uh, let's go out. Let me buy you drinks. So when she's whining and dining people, she's using these credit cards that she had stolen. Then there was a report of this bitch. Apparently she would go to nail salon. So she was using stolen credit cards or... Credit cards that she had. Identities that she had stolen. Right, there you go. Yeah. Had obtained through uh, fraudulent yeah. measures or whatever. There's this one report where she went to get her nails done, like, in Newport Beach or something. 
And they were like, oh, my nails are fabulous. And then she's like, oh, my God, I don't have my wallet. Oops. And then she would had a copy of her ID and a credit card number and gave that to them. They're like, oh, here, just run it. And it kept getting declined. She was like, well, I'll come back and pay it. And she never paid it. And she got her nails done for free. I, I don't understand, like, when you're a con artist and you're stealing all these people's money, how come you don't want to pay for not a single thing? <laughs> you've, you've robbed all of this money from people. You can't pay, like, $40 to get your fucking nails done. It's weird. It's like, I think that's a power thing. It's like, I can, I can, I can get this for free and I'm going to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like one of those things where ne- en- enough is never enough right. and too much is never enough. So I mean, I stole $30,000 from you. I'm also going to get $40 of free shit over here. Oh, cause even though she stole that money from Jonathan, the other neighbors that she hustled. So the lawyer girl. She had told um the one that she drugged. Oh, because come to find out, she drugged that bitch. Of course. Just so they could trauma bond. And like then be- beat her up. <laughs> fucking bruised her up. She punching her arms while she's knocked out. Dicka, 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 dicka. I can't imagine. She lent her, because she was like, oh, my PayPal account's been frozen. Um, blah, blah, blah. Oh, God. She lent um, her the money to pay it. Then, like, um Jonathan and one of his neighbors weren't talking because Mayor was like, don't talk to her because she killed some people in Canada. And yeah. And then she tells, um, and they believe. Yeah. And then she tells the woman, don't talk to him because he's pressed because, you know, I owe him money from him bailing me out. That first time when he got his 4,600, she was saying that he was stressing her and he was super pressed and not to talk to him. So the neighbors weren't talking to each other while she's borrowing money from one and borrowing money from the other. So they wouldn't, collaborate and share stories exactly and once he was doing his investigating he was like this bitch is a fucking liar like Mm -hmm. she's just like causing chaos all over the fucking place and so now ireland is trying to um get her extradited so she could uh serve the time for the crime that she did ages ago in ireland wow that's insane Anyway, so this is her she's cuckoo Watch out for her. Brandy, do you have a thumbs up for the week? Um, <laughs> What does this have to do with this story? Because I was like, is there a purpose to this? Like this no. Brooks and Dunn or whatever the fuck shit? No, I have no idea. <sighs> Neon Moon, that's what it's called. Um, my thumbs up for the week is... I am trying to... I want to move my garden to the backyard. So, oh, I'm going to have to... Um, Just start a new garden back there. I have to move it. I can't, like, it, I have to move it to the backyard because it's in the front yard right now, but I have to move it to the backyard. Um, So I have to, like, I'm going to probably put it in the corner, like, it, you know, where there's the most sun. Mm-hmm. But there... <laughs> Critters come through the fence over there, so like lizards, rabbits, squirrels, little fucking desert mammals come up under the fence all the time over there. And so I'm like, they're gonna eat my fucking plants. Yeah, really. And so <laughs> to figure out how to um, and like you'd be like, oh, put a, put a uh, a piece of wood there. It's no, it's not gonna who, work. They're I was gonna, like, who said that? No, people would say that. Mm-mm. No, they come in. If they, they yeah, they're in. exactly. They they come up under there all the time. I'm like. 
And see, fuck it. And then, like, because Norman used to throw, like, um. You said he'd throw shit in the backyard. He, he to used feed to throw, animals. like, watermelon rinds, like fruit. He would just throw shit back there and they would be up in the backyard eating that shit. And I'm like, you're inviting vermin. There was a snake in the backyard. Like, fuck there's that. all kinds of shit. So fuck I'm like, that. I have to figure out how to, um, like, what I can do. Maybe put some, like, um, chicken wire or something against there to, to keep them but they can dig so yeah it might just be a, a losing battle on my part but i want to move it back there but i've seen rabbits in my front yard too what so. you do is you throw out a sacrificial lamb one plant that's for them the other plants are for you <laughs> sacrificial plant so um that's i'm gonna be trying to i guess work on that um this weekend what's your thumbs up for the week I just made some Wonder Woman dog biscuits. Wonder Woman! Yeah, so this month, like, we are, or we is me. <laughs> I um, am he and he I'm is I'm doing, me like, special biscuits are... for the month. So, like, I'm doing pump, I'm doing, like, Batman little biscuits. And then this, today, I finally made my Wonder Woman biscuits for my biscuit box for the month. Because every month, it's, like, different shapes and yummy treats for your dogs. So um, it was really, I felt like I was in um, Squid Games with the Wonder Woman shape because it was very difficult to maneuver, um, but I accomplished it and I'm very happy about that and I just want to sell some dog biscuits. Biscuits! Doggy biscuits! So, um, I mean, honestly, that's that's pretty much it. Um, you give me a thumbs up. So, hey, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for joining us. She has been drinking, so don't judge me. Um, if you liked what you heard, come on back and subscribe. Join us later. You can visit us online at Book of Lies Podcast. You can meet us on social at Twitter at Book of Lies Podcast. We are broadcasting live on Twitch. That's a thing. So meet us on Twitch sometimes, and whoever's here watching us now, thank you for being here with us. We appreciate you. You're the real MVP. And everyone else, we love you guys, so thank you for joining us. And I am Sunny Hepburn. And I'm Brandy Flakes. And this was Book of Lies. The podcast. It's Bolt Bitches. Bolt Bitches! Well, that's it, folks. We hope you enjoyed that. Uh, check out the show notes for details on where to find out more about today's feature and also about the Darkcast Network. In the meantime, where can the people find us, Beth? Our website is fruitloopspod.com. Our Facebook page is Fruit Loops Pod. And our discussion group is Fruit Loops Pod Discussion on Facebook. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at Fruit Loops Pod. If you want to support the show, you can send us a donation on the Cash App, or you can become a monthly patron through Podbean. This will help us pay for things like our website and pod hosting. There's no minimum and no commitment. Even a dollar would help. And as always, we have merch for sale on our website. Oh, yes. And our phone number is 602-935-6294. Uh, this is a weekly podcast and new episodes drop every Thursday. So until next time, look alive, y'all. It's crazy out there.
Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? <coughs> or just a horrible accident? <coughs> That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags, because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. I want to take a moment to tell you about my podcast, Carol Costello Presents Blind Rage. In 1984, a woman named Phyllis Cottle was abducted in broad daylight, tortured, and left to die in a burning car in Akron, Ohio. At the time, I was a rookie reporter covering this horrific story. Since then, I've reported every kind of crime imaginable. I've been able to leave most of them at work, but not this one. The one that buried itself under my skin and stayed put. Phyllis Cottle was a badass woman, and I want to tell you her story. A production of Evergreen Podcasts and signature title of the Killer Podcast Network, you can find Carol Costello Presents Blind Rage wherever you get your podcasts. Discover more great true crime and paranormal programming at KillerPodcast.com. <laughs>